The International Association for Near-Death Studies presents NDE Radio, a weekly exploration of near-death experiences and similar encounters with the other side. Now, here's your host, Lee Whitting. Welcome to NDE Radio, brought to you by IANS, the International Association for Near-Death Studies. I'm your host, Lee Whitting. Today we continue last week's conversation with Father Rod Walton, a priest and bishop in the Old Catholic Church in England. Father Walton spoke on our last show about his work in bereavement rescue using near-death experience reports as a tool for spiritual healing. And one thing more got to mention, the Shroud of Turin, and how that relic played a part in convincing Rod to become a priest. Here to tell us about it today is Father Walton. Rod, welcome back to NDE Radio. Welcome. Thank you very much. It's great to be back, and good morning to everybody. <laughs> Rod, tell the audience uh, a little about the Shroud of Turin, in case they don't know about it, and uh, and and we'll get into what part it's played in your ministry as well. Yes, yeah, the Shroud of Turin, it's um, four, 14 feet, 5 inches in length, 3 foot, 5 inches in width, Um it's often called by those that investigate it the fifth gospel, and I'm one of the people who call it that. Hmm. The Shroud is most scientifically examined textile in 1999. Over 150,000 hours of scientific testing had already been performed. In the last 10 years, this research has been continued and developed, adding up to a massive scientific commitment to fully investigate the phenomena of the Turin Shroud. The bulk of the, the investigation was done by STERP. That stands for the Shroud of Turin Research Project. Many people who know about the Shroud always think of the 1988, I think it was, carbon-14 testing, which mm. is, was inclined to dismiss it. But you've got to remember, that was out of 100%, that was 1% that was negative, which would not stand up in court. Answering the actual problem with the carbon-14... Physicist Ray Rogers, prior to his death, uncovered the reason why the carbon-14 tests were invalid. The shroud had invisible repairs, which were carried out by the poor Clare nuns after the fire in 1532 in the chapel of Chambry in France. The samples of the carbon-14 dating had been taken from an area which had not been the original shroud. So convention conventional 14 testing always destroys the samples so the samples were taken very carefully but, but as far as i understand the stirp team were not involved here because i as far as i can remember they would have done tests to verify that the pieces had been initially part of the shroud so hence we had a problem mm. uh, unfortunately when the then the samples were taken they come up with a i think a 16th century date which obviously coincides with when the repairs were done to the shroud. Right. I guess okay, it was a, that's just an overview. <laughs> I guess it was a mixture, actually. It was a very clever weaving that they did with the, yes. Um, yes. With the repairs. Yes. And yes. so they mixed, I'm, as I understand it, they mixed cotton thread in with the, with the flax or the linen. That's correct. And so it was a mer kind of a merge date that brought it into the Middle Ages somewhere. It was. There was there's quite a bit of cotton in there, but completely enough to throw it right off where it would, should have been. Yeah. Now, Pope Francis has called, 
called this an icon rather than a relic because yeah. it, there is still, you know, in the mind of the Roman Catholic Church, I guess there's still <clears> some <throat> unwillingness to commit to the fact that this is the burial shroud of Jesus. But yes. um, the um, w- one of the things that always, um, you know, impressed me were the the signs of where the blood appeared on the cloth so how that so corresponded to the biblical description of what he went through before he died. Um, yes, and on top of that, you got to remember, the blood was on the shroud before the image, which that, in itself would be. That of course, because the, the blood yeah. would be absorbed by the shroud as it was put on. The image yes. was apparently projected during the resurrection. And exactly. It was, it, so n- no scientific, I mean, no, no forger would ever have thought of that. Way way back, right. Plus, I mean, this was like this is like a a photograph and a hologram and uh, and an X ray almost all all combined in one burst of energy. And uh, it is. You know, there's never been anything else like it. No, they can't even do it now with modern technology. They can't seem to do it. Um, I think uh, there's a gentleman uh, who's made a film was offered. I think. £20,000 for anyone who can actually produce the shroud with all of its intricacies. Mm. No one has taken it up. No one's taken it up. So what we have here is a photograph of Jesus. Correct, correct. How astounding that is, and what a a powerful face. I mean, when they discovered that that was a negative and photographed it so that you could see it as a face. Exactly. Exactly. Seconda Pierre, he was the man who stuck the ball rolling, wasn't he? Oh, amazing. Just amazing. Well, they didn't even believe the photograph. They said it was forgery for years (laughs) until I think maybe in 1930, somebody else took a picture, was allowed to take a picture, and then they saw that it was that, that exactly was the face that had the first photo had shown. Exactly. How did this bring you into the work you're doing today? Well, actually, it was, very interesting. It's just after I um, <clears throat> became a Christian and I was then studying NDEs and I had a sergeant who was always going around um, second-hand bookshops and he knew I'd become a Christian and he bought this book home for me. It was by the, the uh, French uh, doctor. I think his name was Barbette or something to that, that nature. Uh-huh. It was an old dusty book and I started reading it and wow, that was it. <laughs> <laughs> to this day, that, that, that was that was the cause, and now the effect is I study it non nonstop. <laughs> the book I have is the uh, one of the books by Ian Wilson called The Shroud of Turin, and it was written I think in '78, so it was before the the uh, carbon dating tests. And so I've got he, that one. I've got that one actually. He autographed it on my birthday. Oh, terrific! I met him on my birthday, and he autographed it. So that's in coincidence, that yeah. <laughs> well, he's been a proponent of uh, of the shroud's authenticity, I guess, for for years and years and years. Yes. Well, did yes. you did you did you meet? You must have been met Ian Wilson. What? Yes, uh, what, I did. What's he I like? To, oh, he's a lovely man. <clears throat> Excuse me. I went to one of his lectures, and I had the book with me. Uh, and uh, so I went up and had a chat with him, and he he's autographed it. And I've uh, so when you said it, I thought, oh wow, deja vu. <laughs> um, what um, do you use this with your um, bereavement work? Do you use the Shroud of Turin <clears throat> at all? Well, yes. What I did this is, this is sort of slightly overlapping. When I I used to have health groups, and I'd have a 
a, a group of people, all willing, who wanted to learn more about is there a God, is Christianity viable, is the scriptures viable. And what I do, the first week, I never mentioned the Bible. I would give them uh, a DVD playing, and we'd play on the evidence for near-death experiences and so forth. We'd stop there, we'd have tea and biscuits and a discussion. The second week, again, we don't mention the Bible. And so we get rid of any predetermined ideas and we have a DVD on the Shroud of Turin with all the evidence and so forth. We have a cup of tea, biscuits and a discussion. Then the third week, I bring in the scripture. By then, I've cancelled out all the ambiguities of there's no life after death and you can't trust the Bible. (laughs) (laughs) One of the... um little videos I watched. There's quite a lot on on YouTube about all of this with both points of view. Yes. But one of the uh one of the videos I watched made the point that Jesus said the only sign he was going to give of what was to come, I guess. I don't yeah, have the sign of Jonah. Sign. Oh. Yes, this is the sign <laughs> of Jonah. Yeah. Here it is. Yeah. Uh, it's Luke yeah. eleven twenty nine. The only sign I will give them is the sign of Jonah. Exactly. And there's a big three Yes. That came from the blood on his forehead and also, yes. I guess, on other parts of his body. And that yes. three is, of course, being in the whale three days yes. and three nights. When I'm Jesus looking at, I'm looking at that picture as we speak. I'm looking at that picture as we speak. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's, that is incredible. Yeah. The big three on the front of them. Yeah. It's so clear. And, uh, the fellow who was making, I don't know if he was, had done forensics. I think he probably had because he said he'd never seen blood make a, a figure three before, you know, in any in any kind of forensics work, it you know usually just yeah sprays or it or drips, but it doesn't form the the number three, and so yeah. he he attributes attributes it to Jesus actually doing what he said he was going to do is give that I sign. Agree. Yeah, I mean, interesting. Also, the blood is AB, which is r- quite rare, and it it, it comes normally from the m- Middle East. So again. That's an interesting link. Yes. What the face, uh, you know, um, the Orthodox, the uh, Eastern Orthodox teach that mm-hmm. icons are like windows to heaven. Yes. And from that point of view, what uh, Francis, Pope Francis said about this face is truly <laughs> correct, that this is an icon to meditate on. Without uh, a doubt. Uh, the eyes, um, you know, I guess in the, in the, um, uh, in the sepia color seem more open and then in the negative uh yeah. reversed you get yeah. the, the the eyes closed yeah. um the face is so powerful and we've also got the coins that have, that have been detected on the the eyes ah okay i didn't know about that yes yes they've been coins this coins been detected on the eyes and they reckon they can take them back to pilot's reign which is interesting that's true, because it'd be unlikely that any forger in the Middle Ages would have access to. Yes, I think there's a, a, a gentleman called Professor Francis Philus. He teaches at Loyola University in Chicago, and he's done a lot of work on it. And as far as I understand, they've actually seen the coins. Mm. And you can actually, yep. if, you, if you see a coin from Pilate's reign and you can see a close up, you can see the little loop at the bottom. Ah, interesting. Yeah. Well, if this, um, I'm, one of the, one of the physics discussions that I, that I listened to on one of these uh, videos, uh, yeah. said this light is like a laser light, laser like light, 
and the DNA itself puts out a light like that. Yes. That, yes. that we are, you know, in, in effect made of light, you know, which, which is goes a, back to the NDEs. Right. Which actually <laughs> does. Well, yeah. that same light that we're yeah. going, going toward as we go through yeah. that tunnel yeah. is, is the, the light that must have been the burst of energy that projected Jesus image against the yes. claw. Exactly. And also it links up with St. Paul's um, experience on the road to Damascus when he saw a light. Yes. And when Jesus was transfigured on the Mount of Transfiguration, we again, it said his garments glowed like the sun, didn't it? Yes. So, so it all that, really, it all dovetails, doesn't it? It does. Better, and this, and the, and the power of this, uh, of this light imagery, yes. which, you know, is, which actually transcends just Christianity. It goes through many, many religions. Yes, it does. Many different faiths, you know, yes. this, this idea of, of light being the, the source. And also the the nature of ourselves, you yes. know, it, the, the better nature of ourselves at any rate. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and also we we got the other we got the other factor where there's no the, the actual nail marks are on the actual wrist, not yes. through the palms, because that in itself, if you look at all the paintings that it, through history, they were always going through the palms, but when you come to the shroud, it goes through the wrist. Because the palm wouldn't support the the weight exactly. of the body anyway. But any but, forger would have put it through the wrist at that point. Mm, but yeah. I think the first crucified man was found in 1968 in a suburb of Jerusalem. It wasn't till then that they realized, wow, they go through the wrist. And if you actually touch uh, the desktop space, which is in the actual wrist, the medium nerve is touched and it makes the thumbs come in. So again, that would be anatomically perfect. Is that that's the shape of his hands? Yeah. If, if you look <clears> on the shroud, <throat> there's no thumbs. And so, oh. if you actually touch, if is a nerve called the desktop <laughs> space. Sorry, a desktop space. It mm-hmm. touches the median nerve. The median nerve, when it touches, makes it thumbs draw in. Wow. And the shroud has got no thumbs, so that would be anatomically perfect. Because of the of the distortion from the way the nail going through the exactly it would make the thumbs turn in. Well, some of the other things there's, of course, that shows blood from the feet, uh, yes. hundreds of small abrasions on the back and torso where he was whipped. Yeah. Yes. Uh, bruises on the shoulders where he carried the cross supposedly, yes. and, and on, and, on uh, the nose. And the, yes, yeah. and blood yeah. in the hair and and the crown of thorns, blood from the crown of thorns. Yes, um, exactly. And the spear in the side, and this blood and yes. water coming out. Yeah. And they said that was a post uh, post mortem yeah. uh, stab, so that he yes. had apparently had already died, and that yes. was that, that's when the soldier. That's that whole other legend about the spear. Destiny, the, the spear of destiny. The spear of destiny, and then yeah. Hitler is all involved in that. That's in that right. Story. He wanted to get his hands on it. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Did he? Was he able to get it? Well, I, no, I, he never achieved it. He never achieved it, but he, okay. he put a lot of effort into getting it. I had heard that it was in a museum in, Aust- in Austria or something. And that yeah, he had, I'd heard that. I'd heard that, that. he had. I don't know why he couldn't have gotten it from there. No, but. unless they hid it at the time. He was oh, bad enough. yes. <laughs> he was bad enough without it, so. <laughs> well, I think if you the, the thing about that spear was that if you dropped it or did something, you, you, could, you could lose the power of it just as yes. quickly as uh, yes. you could gain it. So. Yes. Um, 
And also, we've got the pollen factor, which we've got another factor, which has got oh, pollen. Oh, yeah, talk, tell us about that. I, I yeah, didn't really get into the, that. Yeah, there was pollen found on the shroud. could only have come from Jerusalem around the time of Jesus was crucified, at the specific time of the, you know, of the Passover, and there's nowhere else in the world it grows, only there. So what forger would have thought about putting pollen onto there? So when years ago, years later, when we got all the technology, we could find it. Mm. Now, one of the things they've said about um, doing further uh, carbon dating testing is that they've put it into a box that has been treated with some sort of preservative that is so powerful that it could easily alter any That's any, worrying uh, the yeah. accuracy of any tests. Yeah. But there were a few strands that had survived the uh, 1988 that, test, and they, yeah, they could work those. I think there's some people out there who've got it as well. I think there are certain people who have got some strands. <laughs> ah, they said if they could get them from the inner, some of those inner burn marks. Yeah. Um, that that might that that might work. That they could use those, even though because they could flush off the the. the um, I should tell the audience that there was damaged by fire in yeah. what, 1500, something like that. That's correct. 1513, I think. You know, there was a church fire and and it melted some silver that this was encased in and the silver burned through the through the linen but anyway that that would be the inside of the of the of the material i guess those burns were never repaired were they no they weren't but the interesting point there uh, lee is that um if you look i think there's a prayer cloth it's called the prayer cloth which can be dated and on the prayer cloth it's got a picture of the shroud with the burn marks in them Oh, tell tell me where does that? Yeah, where is that, there's, uh, there's, there's, if you there's a prayer cloth that's actually got holes in the actual uh, on on the actual um, photo in on the prayer cloth. It's actually got a shroud on it, painted on it, but they've painted the holes already in them. So it must have been a copy of the shroud, having the the holes in them. Oh, and when? Uh, so that that you can actually get a date. So it must have been prior to that date that the shroud was around. Hmm. And you've also got the sidereum. Oh yes, tell, tell me about that too. Yeah, I... the yeah, the sidereum is very interesting. It's uh, the sidereum of Vido, and it's kept in Spain in a cathedral. Uh, in I forget the name of the cathedral, uh, San Salvador, Avido in Spain. And again, this is the, the word sidereum means sweat cloth. Mm-hmm. It was the, the cloth that was put round the head of of, of Jesus, and there's actual blood on it, but the interesting pit is the blood is AB again. Same rare blood uh, as yes. on the shroud. Yeah. And also, um, you had two scientists and a, a man called Mark Goussin. They used infrared and ultraviolet photography. An electron microscopy, I get it right in a minute, have shown <laughs> that both the sidereum and the shroud have touched the same face. Really? Yeah. Was that a DNA uh, thing, or was it the, the just the similarity of the blood, or the s- oh, it's everything. They can actually hold the shroud up and hold the hold the actual other other item up, sidereum, and it's identical. So the blood wounds from the say the 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 um, uh, the crown of thorns Correct. shows up shows up in the same places on both. Yes, exactly. Fabrics. It all dovetails together, and and the actual. But wow. the interesting bit is with the sidereum, they can date that quite well. It's got a good history. Hmm. They is so there again, a, 
Is there a history on how it got to Spain from... Uh... Off the top of my head, I'm not 100% sure on that, but I, I, as far as I understand, the history is very, very, very good for the Sidarium. Because mm-hmm. they... Uh, they made it sound like it, the shroud just appeared in Europe in the during the Middle Ages, but I mean there was yeah. Crusaders coming and going all the time. Yeah. You know, it could have made its way to Constantinople and then been brought back to the West yeah. from there. And again, so you I, had the, the the cloth of Edessa. The cloth of Edessa was a, a a face sort of cloth of Jesus, but at the same time the the cloth of Edessa disappeared, the shroud came into being. So people think it could be the same item that's right it was folded up it was folded in a frame and they and it was sent to the who was it a king or someone and yes and it was it was in they they found it in a building when they were knocking the building down hidden yeah but i mean i was i think was sent to help heal somebody somebody that's correct yeah it was it was was, i forget the name of the king but he got healed and he converted Mm. to christianity oh wow yeah so when that when that Odessa one disappeared, the shroud come into being, and I think there's continuity there. Yes. Well, there must be some healing power in the in the shroud in that case. My goodness, yeah. I've I mean, people make pilgrimages to Lourdes and and yes. and uh, yes. Magigoria. They could yes. also be going to Turin and uh, yes. dropping yes. into the cathedral there without a doubt. But I mean the evidence. We've only just touched on little bits, but I mean it's incredible evidence. Yeah, yeah. No, as a as a priest, although I know yes. you're not, not Roman Catholic, what do you what no. do you think about this the notion of relics and and the the part they've played in the history of the church? I'm not pro relics. I'm I'm the only thing I'm pro is like i.e. the shroud and the the um sedarium. Because I'm very much got my police head on, where I can actually want. I want to see the evidence. Yes. If it, if it's real, really connected, the real deal, which I have no doubt the shroud is and the sudarium, I think it was meant to be. But anything that's not provable and has got any question marks, I wouldn't be interested in. Mm. Well, there were so many cathedrals and churches built that that needed relics. There were probably more churches than relics. It's, exactly. A lot, a lot exactly. of that stuff got. Yeah. Uh, Got forged. You've got, you've got to have a skeptical head on, but you've also got to keep your mind open and your eyes open and say, this is the real deal. Mm-hmm. Do you think the Knights Templar had anything to do with... Uh... Yes, yes, I do. In fact, I was going to mention that. I think the Knights Templar um, had, had the shroud for a period of time, especially after the Odessa incident. Mm. There were They were accused, one of the uh, accusations that were, were made against them was that they worshipped a head. Yes. Maybe it was the head of Jesus in the frame of the... The, the know, Odessa the, cloth. Yes. Yeah, I think I think personally the Odessa cloth was the head which they were worshipping. And I think when, obviously, the Odessa cloth went, the shroud came on exactly the same period. It's too much mm. of a coincidence. And, of course, they were in the Middle East, so they they would have had many opportunities to come across exactly. this thing. and, and Exactly, to, exactly. And you've got the, I'll say the pollen... The pollen trail is very very convincing as far as i'm concerned that pollen trail and also yes. you've got the, you've got the art well, at a certain time in history when all of a sudden jesus's image changed he became bearded and long-haired and if you look at the art it's exactly the same as the shroud and before that you had jesus with short hair and clean mm-hmm. shaven 
So again, he, he inter- it was actually influencing the art of the time. Are you? Have you run across any people who, who've had um, meetings with Jesus through near-death experience who see a similarity in? Yes, yes. I, I was talking to a few what about a month ago, and we, actually we had, the shroud came into it. I brought it into it, and they said, "Yep, this is it. This is how he looked." Because there was one. In um, fact, I think you've had one on your program. I won't name the, the person, but I think I was speaking to her, and she spoke and said, "Yeah, this is how he looked." Okay, okay. Because there was one uh, one person who had near death experience. I guess it was one of those one of the little boys. I think that that they made maybe made a movie about, and he found a picture on the internet. wasn't this, and it wasn't actually like this. That he thought that was the one that the little girl she had painted it. She'd exactly. Painted she'd... It, and his dad said to him, and he said, "Yeah, that's him." And it was the one that she had painted. By I, and I, I, I did look it up. I haven't seen it for a long time, but it seems to me that it was much more um, uh, modern than yeah. than you would describe this face. Yeah. Yes, Jesus. Oh yes, I agree. The shroud. Yeah, I agree completely. But the person I spoke to recently said that the person on the shroud looked like the person they met. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. More confirmation. Yeah. Very much so. I mean, I tell you, I always try and look at it as with a police mind that everything I've said here would stand up in court. Yes. <laughs> and now yeah. we've got to take away the carbon fourteen dating because that's been proved to be defective. Which means we're left with a hundred percent positive evidence. Mm-hmm. Which is and, and the and the miracle that n- nobody else has been able to do anything like this. Exactly, the biggest miracle here is technology. no one can do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a miracle in itself when they offer money and no one. I mean, can there's speak. yeah, there's no there's no evidence that it was painted. That it's it's not a no. two dimensional no. photograph. It's it's no. got all of the characteristics of of this holographic burst of energy that created this the three-dimensional image and it's just on the surface yeah yeah exactly and it's not seeped in or anything like that it stayed on the surface yeah it's incredible isn't it it is well listen <laughs> i think we've just we're pretty much shooting through our through our uh, half hour here um yeah. maybe we could swing back to um near-death experience yes yes uh for a moment and um, so. and talk about how your um, how your center is going, where things are. Um, well, actually, today, as we speak, the we're putting in for the grant. It's actually, in fact, this program is going to be put on the when we send the grant up. Very we're good. actually going to send a link to the program we're doing today. Good. Well, and and to the, um, last week. <laughs> and to last. Oh yeah, you, last week's already on it. Yes, because last week's is much yeah. much more relevant to the to well, the work yeah. you're doing with near death experience right yeah, now. Yeah, we, we put last week's on it, but I suggested I said to Caroline, wait till they've done today so we can they can have both. Yeah, let's see where the direction we're going in. So yeah, we're very excited about it. We've looked at uh, two or three yesterday, which we really really like, and we're putting it in today. So we're saturating uh, the um, time with prayer mm-hmm. and um, putting it in God's hands. Well, I think God is going to be uh, very supportive of the work you're doing because Thank it's you so much. It's, Thank you. it's so much in line with what 
what he's presenting to us. As you say, when you put your policeman's hat on, yes, this is real evidence. This is not yes. made up by one religion or one another no. denomination. This is what's actually happening. This yeah. is this is where we get to look through either the face of Jesus or through the uh, experience of uh, near death and see the other side for what yeah, it is. It, it, it's not pie in the sky. In fact, I don't do that. I, I, I've always got to have evidence. Uh, I, I like it because the reason being, when you're talking to other people and you're trying to explain it to them, the first thing, especially in the police, they say, oh, what's the evidence? Well, I mm-hmm. could always relate and say, this is the evidence. And yes. they would react to that and positively. And um, it's great. Wow. Well, listen, in the in the minute we've got left, um, Rod, why don't you tell folks again how they can uh, get a copy of your book or find out more about um, bereavement uh, uh, comfort bereavement that, you're, that you're providing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, our book is on Amazon. You can download it on our site, which is www.bereavementrescue.com. Dot org dot uk. You can download it for free, or if you want to buy it on Amazon, by all means. But if 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 you haven't got the money, don't worry. You can get it free on our <laughs> website. And if you need any help, get in contact with us, whoever you are out there, or yes. if you want to chat, and we're here to help you. Very good. Well, Rod, uh, thanks once again for a really interesting show. And thank and, you uh, for the opportunity. And- and and for talking about something that I've always been interested in, and and uh, I was glad that you uh, were able to come on and remind me of all the all the amazing things about the Shroud of Turin. It was if a the, great to talk to you. Yeah, if the folks out there would like to uh, listen to this show again or any of our past shows, just go to our website at nderadio.org, and for more information about the work of IANS and the upcoming conference in Denver, check out that website. I-A-N-D-S dot org. And tune in next Monday, 11 a.m. Eastern for more NDE Radio. This is Lee Whitting saying thanks for listening.